going on a trip in a couple weeks. Where are you going? Lovely, beautiful South Dakota. Uh, what's there? All sorts of things. They have uh, the heads on the mountain. Rushmore is there. They're Rushmore, they moving that. I'm never sure where it is. Yeah, it's in South Dakota now. Find DVD and Blu-ray too. They've got the um, Native American guy in the mountain. I forget what his name is. Wow. I think Iron Eyes um, Cody. And that's pretty much it. Uh, worth noting that I will be seeing Soleil none of this Moon stuff. Soleil Moon Fry is also there. I won't be seeing any of this stuff because I'll just be in a small town called Tyndall that I've never heard of where my girlfriend's 90-year-old grandma lives <laughs> for f- five days. Man, I feel a Woody Allen movie coming on. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Fish out of water. <laughs> that there is a Jewish person. No, I'm sure they're very nice. What, in, what uh, Woody like Allen movie was that a spoof of? That Every was a bananas. Hate speech Joe. Spoof of that there's a Jewish person. His seminal 87 classic. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're very nice. And, um, you know, her granddaughter's Jewish, so that's probably a wow. sign that they don't mind him. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, um, if only because it's nice to get out of the city. But I also am terrified of rural areas. Like, if Why? there's no lights outside. What's this I get place s- called again? Called Tyndall, it's called South, South Dakota. South Dakota. Do you know... So you know how there's two different Dakotas? There's, like, the good Dakota and the evil Dakota? Yeah. Right. He's going to... The good one. I Dakota guess. Fanning. He's right. going South to... The- the South is the one where everything happens. And then now Dakota Fanning is the bad one. Now boarding last train to Dakota Fanning. is Justin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Christopher Plant, and I know the best thing of the week. <laughs> that was good. I wish you did that every time. Better. I'll slow it down next time. Okay. Justin, you want to, like, do the show? Or? <laughs> are, you, are you Googling more South Dakota facts? I bet you are. Let me tell you guys about the official website of uh, Tyndall, South Dakota, which Please. does, to answer your question, oh, prominently man. feature Comic Sans. Uh, I have not. You've done more research on this trip than I have at this You've point. You've got to be ready. How? What if you went there and missed uh, Tyndall Community on the Rise, a big sign outside the town? Imagine. <laughs> Wait, are they promoting the sign on the website? Yeah, there's a, the first picture was the sign. Oh Make God. sure not to miss this sign. Oh Tyndall, just got, Tyndall just got Dippin' Dots, <laughs> and they're so psyched about it, and I feel bad because it's like, that's not a thing that exists outside this, of the Dakotas. This Serious question. Everything. Look at these pictures. They got a railroad. They got a water yeah. tower. They have a sign for oh Jim Mars Pepsi. This is important, guys. Do you know of any 3DS or Vita games coming out in the next two weeks? <laughs> uh, I might die. Uh, this is the Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in art, opera, history, fashion, social studies, geography, algebra. To school is it's what <laughs> it is. It's, it's an hour-long podcast school, but today we're going to dip into the world of video games. I actually have... Uh, can I start? Because I actually have a game for you to play, Russ. Oh, my God. Great. 
There's a, there's actually there's actually a few. There've been some pretty high prof releases lately with uh, you know Dragon's Crown and Mario and Luigi uh, Dream Team. Which I, just I don't got care for that fun. Dragon's Crown business. Yeah. Um, but there's a game that you probably haven't heard of because mm-hmm. it hasn't been marketed at all, and it's delightful, and it's on the 3DS eShop, and normally you can't say those two things together about the same yeah. thing, and it's called uh, Steam World Dig. Do you guys know anything about this game? I know Steam, and yeah. I know Dig. And the world is, like, the where we live as a race. Okay, but is um, it, like, is it the Dig on Steam? Uh, like released no, on Steam? Yeah, it's just people, like, talking shit about digital distribution platforms. No, I meant the LucasArts adventure game, The Dig. I'm I'm so... I was bored with this line of dialogue, like, two lines ago. <sighs> Tell me about uh, this game that you have. It's a 3DS eShop game. It uh, was made by, a, a, I believe, a company from Gothenburg called Image and Form. Gothenburg... What is Gothenburg? It's blowing up right now. I don't know what it's that is. It's a city in it's Sweden. It's like Gotham? I can can I can just give me like a minute. <laughs> I'm getting a little ADD. I'm sorry. God, it's crazy. Um, I'm Batman. That's where that's where Ghost is. Uh, the guys who are making the new Need for Speed. There's some other companies up there. Anyway, uh, SteamWorld Dig. It's an eShop game that basically takes every genre that's like becoming popular in games right now and mashes them all into one super game mm-hmm. and surprisingly it works really well so you play this robot who has inherited his uncle's uh mine in this sort of desolate western town also populated by robots can i stop you right there you fucking can't russ because you're I, gonna say something that's like i'm not uh, this is, is a genuine is this question rango is it like this rango is, no, robots that's that wasn't that had nothing to do with it okay how does a robot have an uncle? Did the okay. uncle make the robot? And the so anyway, <laughs> in this game, you're a robot miner, and um, it is one. It's sort of one part spelunky. Um, okay, I'm sold. Yeah, uh, one part Minecraft, one part Metroidvania. So you have oh. this this uh, city where like you do all your business, you can buy upgrades, you level up, you sell the ore that you find in the mines. Um, and then you go into the mines and the mines are separated into these like separate overworlds with doors into other dungeons sort of hidden in them. Um, so the whole game is you dig downward um, in sort of Minecrafty style um, where like blocks take a certain number of hits to get through and you can see where, like where the ore deposits and gems are. Um, so you have to kind of dig your way over to them, but you have to be kind of strategic because obviously you can't dig upward. Um, it's a 2d, it's a 2d game. Um, and wait, you find... why can't you dig upward? Well, I mean, cause just gravity and like physics and I mean, you can mm-hmm. dig upward, but you can't like keep going in that direction cause you can't fly. So you, uh, you, you know, you, you go through these excursions where you go down into the mines, you find stuff, you bring it back to the surface, you get money to buy upgrades, you can upgrade your, um, your pickaxe so you can dig through stuff faster. Um, but hidden throughout these dungeons are these Metroidvania-style upgrades, like you get a um, drill so you can drill through solid rocks um, and you find, you know, like a steam-boosted jump that lets you... Uh, get some more upward mobility and the mining that you do is like persistent so part of the game is sort of maximizing how how efficiently you can get stuff from the mines and then bring it back to the surface to to sell and buy new upgrades um so you can just like dig one 
pit that just goes like straight down and that mm-hmm. can be like your entry point into the deepest parts of the mine um and then you can like buy these teleporters to get back up to the top or you can you know just hoof it to get up there but it, is it, it randomly tr- generated like spongy uh not every time you go in but the mine is is randomly generated between each game so like my mine and your mine aren't going to look anything alike oh interesting um but it has some of the same sort of spelunky rules where like uh you if you fall too far like you'll die uh you have a Mm -hmm. you have a a torch basically that lasts a certain amount of time and you have to keep finding things to um keep your fuel going or else things will go dark and then you're basically like fucked you're gonna get trapped in the mine but it, it has this really um rewarding and addicting hook of finding upgrades to let you go deeper into the mine uh buying upgrades finding treasures finding these little mini dungeons that are hidden um all all throughout the mines and um i don't know it's just a really satisfying exploratory game it's only eight bucks on the i like this art style yeah it's got sort of a sort of a steampunky art style um it's kind of like um what was that game stranger odd world stranger's wrath yeah kind of like that kind of a little bit yeah but 2d it's it's great and like i don't know i feel like i feel like eShop success stories like we've talked at length about nintendo's um how they support indie games on their platforms and i feel mm-hmm. like wii u does a little bit better job than the eShop does but like it's crazy that like they the developers have said that this the game has been a success and that they're going to release more games even though they've been releasing ios games for a while and none of those were as successful as this eShop game which is like fucking bonkers to me yeah um but it's it's exactly the kind of game that works on on handheld systems and uh you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech you know the contract may sound good uh, up front but there's always some sort of catch you know who's not going to do that to you not going to pull that nonsense mint mobile their wireless plans there is no catch $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan mint mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you you want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan or you want to have a nice easy solution save some put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month say bye to your overpriced wireless plans jaw-dropping monthly bills the unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Rushing and I were just talking about that, and maybe just something to step on for a second. Step on? Talk about? I yeah, let's step on saying. it. Yeah, let's step on it. Um, but what happened to iOS in the last year? It seems like so much talent has bled over into either PC with Steam or even like 3DS Marketplace where those type of games make money. Yeah, I don't know. It's like free-to-play actually ended up doing damage to iOS that I really thought it wouldn't. That's that race to the bottom. I think 
I think it's hard to make money on iOS. I think it's a huge gamble. Like you either have a hit or you know yeah. you, you yeah, wasted I, a lot of time. I don't. I, I think it's not that there's a lack of success. It, it's just that it's not spread around very much because you have yeah. games like you have games like you know Candy Crush, which make a fucking bajillion dollars. Um. And are bad. I mean, are bad game. I mean, they're. It's, it's a, not a. It's not. Hey, no, watch it's, it. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, it's a. It's a. The the design of that game is criminal. I mean, yeah. I, it's not just yeah. like simple. It's it's. It's exploitative. It's, yeah, it's really. My my wife swore a blood oath uh, against against the people who made the game. Like she, it, it's a it's a really terrible sort of system they've laid. How out. many people have come into the hospital with like bad uh, candy, candy crush issues? Uh, they've like, they've been crushed by candy. All oh, it's a serious problem, <laughs> and I'm tired of us just joking about it all the time. I don't. I'm I think sorry. I think that it's like the opposite situation. Like the the they couldn't be more dissimilar at the eShop and, and the App Store because like there is such a hunger. Yeah. For yeah. releases, not just I, I mean definitely more I would say on Vita than on 3DS. But when there is a when there is a good game on eShop, like I feel compelled to buy it just because like it's been a while since I've played anything on this on this device for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. You know this this digging game reminds me of a story. Okay. There's a man in a hole and he's stuck in this hole and a priest walks by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the priest throws a Bible into the hole and the guy's like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" He's like, "Read and God will let you out of the hole." Yeah. Th- then a banker walks by yeah. and throws some money down the hole and he's like, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And the guy's like, it "Turns out it was a buy, water." <laughs> so, you I don't could, know. You could buy your way out of the hole. Spiking and then his friend this. walks by and jumps in the hole and the guy's like, "Why'd you jump in this hole?" And the friend's like, well, I've been down here before, and I know the way out. Yeah. yeah. And the weird thing about that entire story is there were no footsteps in the sand. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Also, yeah. um, a month later, they both died. They both died in the hole because they were trapped in the fucking hole. Like, they tried to climb up each other, but the hole was way yeah. too deep. Guess Three what? Three years later, they both went on a date with the same girl. And the next day, she went to their apartment, and there was just an old woman there. And the girl was like, "But they left their varsity jackets." And she's like, "They died in the hole thirty years ago." Fucking crazy! Just really chew on it. God, Russ, I'm hey glad guys. you brought that story because it was like germane and it had like important <laughs> messages that wasn't are it appropriate. Influence me for the rest of my life. And those I two tell people. You about a game. I want to tell you about a game. For Josh Lyman and Leo McGarry. So, is it an actual game and not an anecdote from West Wing? <laughs> so, <laughs> on this one time, so Josh is walking down the hall and he's like, Bobbity Boop Boop, the president. Um, I didn't watch West Wing. Josh what? is a character, right? You fuck, you asshole. Go Here are two West things Wing. I don't care about West Wing and Mass Effect. I started a. <laughs> Goodbye, followers. I started a Facebook group to make Griffin watch West Wing. That's what it did. It worked. It worked. I'll do the same thing to you, plant. I'll do it. I'll do it. Gosh. It's on Netflix um, now. You have no excuse. Go on. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, the most broken, awful piece of shit that I want to keep playing forever and ever, and I just hope they repair it so I can love it with all my heart. Uh, and that game is called Payday 2, or the game that made Justin get mad and not play with me anymore. Oh, my God, this game. Okay, so the game, when it works, is excellent and and if you don't know anything about payday which is totally possible is the original was a four-player cooperative heist game 
Uh, that was uh, it was okay. Uh, and it had a kind of a Left for Dead vibe where you know you'd start a heist and then all these cops would come at you and you'd have to kill hundreds of cops. Hmm. Okay, so fast forward to payday two. Uh, fast it, forward to their funerals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to the the Irish funeral and then barfing in the gutter. Um, racist. So, Jesus Christ. Christ. That's, not, that's not racist. It's the wire. Go Guys, on. I watch television, so I know how the police work. Just not, 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 not the good television. Though. Right. Okay. Um, wow. So, Payday 2, uh, they brought on some development talent from uh, the Battlefield folks, and they made a game that, sure, like, you can still shoot cops, which, yeah, I guess that's fun, but the game is like a true heist game when it works well. You have four different kind of classes that all have these special abilities and you have the ability to rob banks and it feels like you're robbing a bank like you can scream at civilians and make them get on the ground and then tie them up some people can use radio jammers to uh make cell phones not work or police now, uh, pagers not work does it, wasn't uh, this all in the first game so it all actually works now uh okay and and it, and it all feels realistic uh, another addition is like when you get when you break into a big safe, uh, you put the cash into bags, and yeah. then you have to kind of move the bags because they have weight. That uh, wasn't in the last game. I don't believe it was. I believe you just picked up the bag. Sounds like you didn't do any research. Um, here's the thing, die. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really really crazy when you are in something. You're playing a game, and it feels so much like what you imagine a real heist to be. And uh, you can play a first-person shooter and not have it be violent. And the other crazy thing about this is there, there are only so many uh, levels, but uh, how those levels are organized are, is procedurally generated. And when I say that, I mean, like, the doors inside of the bank will be in different places, or where the vault is may be different. Oh, or really? how many, how many uh, doors you have to bust through to get to the vault is, uh, is unique. Uh, there's, there's all these things that change. Where the cameras are, how quickly the police respond to an alarm, where alarms are, all of it is... In one is, scene, is the bank, like, then an ice cream parlor? Yeah, and then there's the time when you go into the bank and it's an ice cream parlor, and you're just <laughs> like, well, this is a surprise. Get it out before it melts! <laughs> and then you're like, why are they send, why are they pay me $20,000 to steal all this ice cream? They could just bought ice cream. I'm hungry! It's cold stone. I'm trying to snack over here! Okay, the plan is to melt it, and then we'll refreeze it. <laughs> Listen to me. This place has the fucking country's best yogurt. <laughs> it's in the name. Country's best. Uh, um, and it, so yeah, it is but neat. Justin, you, you can talk about what happened uh, with you. It's just none of it works. I mean, you okay, said it, it all it, works now, but it doesn't work. It does work. It's really hard to learn, and you need experienced uh, people. Okay, okay. Point of order. When, okay, I, go ahead. Uh, when we try to do a smash and grab mission with three human beings okay, yes, and this one is true. AI bot, you can't do it because it's by smash and grab, what they mean is you run in, you smash some stuff, you steal some jewelry, and you leave. And you do it before the cops can show up. Okay. Only I, we all did that, and that's good. And then the AI bot's like, hold on, wait a second, I gotta find that Sanyo I was looking for. And he just coal lamps as the cops come. Like, you cannot so, do it with the AI So he stands there, or? Well, originally they weren't going to have AI, and the community was like, no, well, no the, you have the to good have AI. News, I've played a bit, and I can say the good news is they don't have AI. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 they it have husks. 
That's what? it. They have husks. They have virtual standing corpses. Is this they have they simulcra. Have. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. more like a left dead than we thought. Yeah. So I, I, I can. Uh, I can get past that to some degree. That it was. Can just you play without player. AI people? If you wanted, if you, you just you had can. two people online, and, and there are videos of people completing incredibly complex missions with one person, but that is like that's a novelty. Like you're playing it to push the limits of what the game is meant to be. Can you throw bags to one another like and create like a bar- oh, like a water moving chain? Absolutely. Not with the AI, but you can do it with humans. Okay, the AI that's will look cool. at you like you are a moron. You threw yeah. the money. We gotta take it. <laughs> you dropped Chris. Chris, My come back. You dropped the money. When when one AI goes down in the middle of like a crowded street, and then like the other two AI go running for it. <laughs> like, can you like finish the mission if one guy dies? Yes, you can. And don't you get more money that way? Um, no, it just all gets dispersed. What is that how real bank robberies work? Well, what is cr- crazy? Loyal. What is crazy to me about this game? Is that it, it is like, I think you're understating the the learning curve. It's it's fucking impenetrable because playing by yourself to get good is not an option because it's not even close to what playing with other people is like because the AI is just fucking miserable on both ends. Like, yeah. you and your three guys will like all aim shotguns at the front door of a building and cops will be like, oh, a door, cool. Let me just get right in this door and oh nope, fuck. Yeah, but and don't they, they like that, that go said, in different doors and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they'll spawn out of like a, a fucking cop will come out of the freezer. Like, what were you doing in there, dog? But not only that, what, what's crazy is that case. you have this safe house that has all of these elements that are supposed to be like tutorials that don't fucking like are not practically useful at all. Like, they may teach you. A, yeah, you can put drills on safes, which, by the way, is like the least fun element of any game ever it's basically here's a two minute timer that's going to keep stopping so you have to kind of babysit it it's 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 not as actually i I thought that that added kind of a cool tension to it yeah there's a lot of a lot of these elements are good and and it is impenetrable without help but having played a lot of the beta too i was surprised how eager the community was to teach new players how to play i i think that because it is so difficult i think a lot of the players especially high level players take pride in yeah. having helping like somebody who's a level zero complete you know a really difficult mission on the highest you know sure. difficulty level and Whereas, because if they do it gives that person so much experience and money yeah. and it also feels like a, a crazy accomplishment because even the crappiest player is better than the ai whereas i feel like in league of legends if you go in there and you're a newbie you're punished you, people will yell at you and call you names and you'll cry and go home and take like a long shower because you're so sad about it yeah okay so none of this gets to the point of why i actually have an issue with the game because i i can get past <laughs> none of the, the 10 real, things that they the mentioned the real issue of all of this is you get to a point where it all works very well uh but when i was playing it it would uh boot out of the game at the very last second oh, man, and take so smooth, my too. loot and the, oh. the, you get one special piece of loot that's randomly chosen per like completed mission which sometimes can take a while if you do a very long one uh and even with like there was one bug that they recognized you know while we were reviewing it but even with that kind of taken care of 
I was still having issues. And that is is the worst. I mean, that's when I actually quit. That's yeah. That's when we lost. We had done this mission that literally, I mean, no exaggeration. It was a multi-day mission and no exaggeration took, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And at the end of it, my game crashed to the desktop and I lost any reward I would have gotten from actually doing it. And I was like, well, I'm never playing this again. So yeah. yeah. Until that point, I actually didn't even mind being new because I thought it was kind of fun to have Plant tell us what we should be doing, and then decide to not do that. And oh, that was that was a blast! Just really let the body hit the floor. I mean, really get out there and, and strut my stuff. I feel like Plant would not make for the best uh, leader in that scenario. No, no he, I actually, was. He kept his he kept his cool. To his I kept credit. my cool despite you saying, "Okay, let's make it loud." Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, yeah, I said that. There's there's. So the when shit does get rough, I feel like. Any uh, disappointment you might feel is totally ameliorated by the fact that the waves of police are timed to musical cues, which is the oh. fucking raddest thing. Like, you'll That's hear the music, cool. like, dun, 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 like, start to pick up and then just, like, fucking go crazy. And right when it goes crazy is when the waves of police start coming. It, it Like, it gets you yeah. genuinely hyphy. Um, yeah. But for, but for me, the shooting just kind of seems so-so and not as clever as, like... It, it, uh, I've I've played maybe ten missions, um, and I've only completed a few of those, and like none of them went smooth. Like every single one devolved into me shooting dozens and dozens and dozens of police but that's officers. A lot of the game, right? Isn't it like um, it, what was that heist game on XBOA Monaco, Monaco. where it's like, sort of like designed for that? Mm, no. no, I well, disagree. Yeah. Well, because in Monaco you have this set of tools that is constant. Like you, the things that you can do is constant, whether you're sneaking, yeah. and then like if you get caught, you have to use those tools to like get away and survive. In in Payday, you're explicitly not using those tools when you are, or or you're using a different set of tools when you're heisting yeah. and you're trying not to get caught. And then when shit go loud, it's like fucking shoot. I, I you got to kill everybody in the entire world and like. I don't know. It feels, if to me, it felt like a shooter with a, a a heist component sort of attached to it. When like I would much much rather have a game that is the reverse. See, is I felt a- like it was the opposite. Like the best parts were designed to be the heist, and that's why I think the shooting feels a little weak. But the most exciting f- mission for me uh, of the like shooting missions, because there are definitely missions where you're just busted, is one that's like a ripoff of Breaking Bad. The you know, like in Breaking Bad, this is no spoiler because it happens so many times, but where a van would get pulled over and the police would open the back and then guns would go blazing from inside the van and outside the van. Um, no. Okay, well, it, it happens. Um, okay. But there's a, there's a mission where you get pulled over by the FBI, basically, uh, and they unload and you have to get out of a van and start moving your coke uh, up into a warehouse yeah, and working with four people and basically having each of your backs facing away from each other, and like covering all points while you're totally out in the open, and then also moving these bags of coke at the same time with that crazy music cue that he's talking about was incredibly exciting, and it felt more tense than like a traditional first-person shooter co-op mission, which is keep going forward and then wait yeah. behind cover. Is there is there ever a moment where you, so you hi, you do the bank heist and then like someone hits the silent alarm and then there's like 
time at which you you've taken hostages and then can like interact with the cops in not a way that's like them storming the gates no but like can you like ask for them for things no but the police are careful around hostages so it benefits you to basically get some in front of your shop and they will focus on get breaking them loose and if you get arrested your time to basically get negotiated back into play is reduced if you have hostages. So you'll basically exchange. Is one of the uh, missions breaking into a record uh, or a radio station oh, to God. get your demo demo played? Um, with yeah, guns it, with filled with hot sauce. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is that Airheads? Was that the movie Airheads? That is the movie Airheads. <laughs> okay, I was trying to make sure. DLC, oh, it's bio, it's, sorry, it's Biodome. Okay. <laughs> is there a mission where you... And one of the lesser popular Baldwin brothers infiltrate, like, this scientific facility uh, where they're trying to, like, recreate these different, uh, you know, uh, environmental biomes. But, like, then you throw, like, a crazy party and the scientific and the experiment safety is kind of is, is this in the army now? You're describing and, in the army now. And then, no, it's chairman of the board. And then <laughs> and somehow you fix it. And the science comes out legit, even though there's this huge outlier where you threw a fucking party and people, like, peed in the tar pits. What was the name of that series? Was it Greasy Weasel? What it was, was Polly Shore's War on Science. <laughs> okay, got it. And us. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. This episode of The Besties is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi, and once that's done, 
everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old, and they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, I think it's halftime. It feels like oh boy. Can I can I say a thank you at the beginning of halftime? Yeah. When when I was walking back from, I had to pick up my stuff from the office uh, the other night, and I was like walking home, and I was on my phone, and I don't know who this person was. But I hope they hear this podcast. The person pointed at me and yelled, "I love you!" in a very passionate way, and I was shocked because I was on the phone. And then he said besties and i was like thank you Aww. for listening and then he just he's he sped off I is it possible that else. he's a psychopath and that he I mean, doesn't <laughs> listen to our podcast and he was saying that you and he are in fact best friends i wouldn't have minded that either yeah. you know if, if he had if he had nothing to do with me he had never heard anything uh, that i've ever done uh, but he just he just you know he loved me yeah and then yeah. he wanted you to be best friends yeah guys we're famous nice. That's true. I guess that's true. Freshtick, you got recognized at the, the <laughs> movies, right? At the movie theater, I was uh, off to see Elysium, which was terrible. Um, but the what a gentleman. Disappointment. I want to hear about that after this. Okay, we can talk about time. it, but um, we won't go into spoilers. But I'll talk. And uh, yeah, the guy uh, who sold me the Diet Coke um, was like, "I know you." And then we talked about Is video games briefly. When you ordered your beverage, you're like, "And I want a Diet Coke." I did, actually. Okay. I actually order everything like that now. Just hoping <laughs> someone will recognize people know. you from here. Uh, yeah, Elysium, uh, not to go into spoilers, but essentially, it, you know, there are moments where it's very pretty. There's a lot of pretty things to look at. But it, like turns, out Foster. That, it turns out that uh, Neil Blomkamp can actually write um, dialogue because he's did bad he at it. write District 9? So, funny story, he wrote the story for District 9, but almost all of the dialogue in District 9 was improvised by Charlotte Copley, whatever his name is, the lead guy. Um, it was almost all improvised, which sort of became very clear that this was obviously not improvised, because there's lines where, like, Matt Damon is, like, being spoken to by a little girl, and she's like, I'm going to tell you an allegorical story about a hippo and a meerkat that will be important later on in the movie. She didn't really say that exactly, but it's it's pretty heavy-handed, and I was pretty bored, and it it's a big bummer. And I feel like this summer, apart from Pacific Rim, which I really liked, has been full of those pretty big bummers. Um, yeah, I liked Blue Jasmine, but it was sad. Oh, I yeah, I I sort of liked it. Um, yeah, that was pretty much my movie adventure. That's a great story. Uh, so you asked me to tell it. No, I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, I meant it. I wasn't being insincere. Didn't, didn't I'd like to talk about sincere. my uh, uh, game that I played. Speaking of things that are sort of sad. Uh, Uh-oh. I did the review of Papers, Please. Papers, Please. Mm. I don't think that's how they say it. Uh, usually. That's <laughs> Papers, <say> Please. It. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, Papers, Please is a document check. It's a document game. game. 
it's a document game basically where you play the guard at a uh, this of this fictional uh, you're a border agent in this fictional company uh, called Astrotska, um which I'm probably mispronouncing but I don't care because it's not real uh, it's obviously like sort of stand in for the USSR in the early to mid 80s uh, and basically the way the flow of the game is that people come to your checkpoint after waiting for a very long time and you see them at their at your window uh, and they pass over their documents and you review them for uh, inaccuracies and to uh, to see if they have uh, falsified something or mm. make sure they have everything and make sure they're up to code uh, the rules change every day so it's broken up into days. Your first day, you walk in, you uh, look at. Is this first person? What is the perspective? Uh, here? Oh, it's God. So, the perspective is really kind of hard to quantify. Yeah. So the top half of the screen is basically just a uh, a wide view of your gate and the line okay. of people and the guards that are are taking care of you, and then it's sort of the top third, and then the bottom two thirds is. Uh, on your left hand side is a window with a picture of the person uh, and a little desk and then in to the right is your actual desk that you can peruse the documents on okay. so they throw their documents through the window you pick them up you sort of lay them out and every day you have to check the rules to make sure they haven't changed Some days everything everything is presented there's 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 no uh, the, the user interface is is presented entirely through physical objects. So like whenever you compare a rule to an inconsistency, you have to get out your rule book, flip to the page that has the the offended rule on it, and then link that to the inconsistency. It's not so like what's, you click what's the a menu rule, button. For example, uh, for example, like one day, uh, everyone has to have uh, polio vaccination documentation. Ah. Uh, so they slide that across. You look at their do- documentation. You make sure that it's not expired. You make sure that the names match. You make sure of all this. Um, and if you find an inconsistency, then you go into this inspect mode. You click the rule that they're violating and the specific thing in their documentation. And you are given the option to sort of clarify it further. Sometimes you can do a full body scan uh, and, and see if they are carrying contraband, that sort of thing. Or you can detain them outright, or you can just send them away. And you have this big stamp that you, uh, a very authoritative red or green, that lets them through the border or not. So that's like sort of the the central game mechanic. But what it does that's interesting is when it starts to push on that. So you have a family, and every day you tally up the number of evaluations you got right. So, you know, if you sent the 10 people through that were supposed to go through and you sent five people away that were that should have gone away, then you get X number of dollars for that. And you mm-hmm. use that money to feed your family and to house them and clothe them and pay for medicine when they're sick and that sort of thing. Um, but if you miss too many, you start getting penalized. So when you hear stories from people who can promise you other things or are trying to give you a sob story, you have to decide if it's worth it, if it's something that you are willing to do. So it's like everything is a, is a test like that to see if it's, uh, you know, worthy of taking money out of your family's, you know, 
coffers because that's what every missed opportunity and every every day is. every day lasts like six minutes so you have a really tight um okay time so the table. timer's going you want to try and 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 see as many people as you possibly can so like it's not just you can spend all the time you want going over people's papers and then right. sending them through or sending them right away. Like, you're also trying to push as many people through but to give you an example a guard visits you and tells you that he's the guy who handles detaining people and that he gets a bonus for every person he detains and he offers you a kickback if you detain more people so for every two people you detain you get five credits something like that so right. you suddenly have a uh, an impetus to detain someone who doesn't necessarily need to be detained Okay. Um, and it's and it's asking you to weigh those sorts of things. And there are 20 different endings depending oh on the path you take. And you can go back to any given day after you've completed it and pick up your story again there. Um, I probably saw six or seven of the endings. Um, I'm not sure there's a win scenario. Per How se- many of them end with blue jeans? Uh, like you get blue jeans. Very none. <laughs> very oh, much none of them. You sure? You haven't Positive. played all of them. Um, it's a really interesting game. It's very somber, um, but with uh, sort of a vein of hopefulness. But it really does give you... I talk about this in, in my review. It, it, it turns you into a monster, really. I mean, you, you're doing some things that are really unethical all in the service of this government. I mean, people have can have a completely legitimate reason for why they don't have these things, these papers that they're supposed to have. Rules change every day. So you know people show up and they don't know the rules and they have the wrong documents and you send them away um and it 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 puts you into that mindset of well i have to do this this is my job and not consider the ethics of it until you take a step back so i don't really care for games that make me uh think and feel bad Mm. so this doesn't sound like my kind of game i don't like thinking um clearly uh but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I think that it's not what I liked about it is it's sort of not it's not a preachy game I, I okay. don't think I mean it's not a, a, the sort of thing where you discover all along you were supposed to be doing X it, it's very much a mirror uh, that that shows you I mean if you try to be a, a uh, an all around great guy who's sending everyone through I mean, you literally won't make it two days. You'll lose your money, your family will die, and you will end the game. Cause no blue family. jeans. Yeah, no, right. no blue Sons jeans. Blue jeans. No blue jeans. So you can't, um, and, and that means that you have to live in some sort of gray area. And uh, that's a really interesting line to walk. But uh, even without all that, I think just the core mechanic of, of going over documents and finding inconsistencies and like the, it's a, like a memory puzzle game at its best... And, like, it's just so rewarding to, like, somebody hands you four slips of paper with, you know, dozens of pieces of information and, and, and graphics on them that you have to peruse to make sure it's all up to code. And, like, you're just about to stamp it clear to send it back, and you notice, like, the one inconsistency that uh, they try to sneak by you, and you're like, not today, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> do they got do you. stuff where it's, like, the handwriting is, like, not super clear? Or- There's stuff like... um the weight you have a scale and a and a sort of ruler that people stand in front of so you notice that the oh, yeah. the weight that they put on their id and their actual weight doesn't match that sort of thing maybe um, they had a big breakfast 
I well, you that's when you do a full body scan and you see if and you have, see all the poop. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> you do see um, boobs and wieners though, which is weird. You can turn that off if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I I th- I think that that basic mechanic is what's is what makes it work because you do get that rush, like Griffin said, of like, oh, I got you, but that's also morally. Nah, 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 nah. No, yeah. it's just it just gets you psyched because you're so good at your job. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's kind of funny. There's some parts that are funny. Uh, it's not it's not super. <laughs> Sounds like there's, a laugh riot. There's, there's one uh, old man <laughs> that tries to come through like every other day, and his shit is like always wrong. And he's like, "Here I come." I made it this time. I mean, the first day he has nothing. The second day he has a passport that he clearly made himself. (laughs) And every time you send him away, he's like, it's okay. You have a really hard job and you're doing so great. Bye. (laughs) Wow, man. I love that guy. Um, But uh, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. And and another great example of a game where, I mean, you don't have to kill people to to enjoy it. And well, you're indirectly it, killing people. Well, that's you're not pulling a trigger. And yeah, it's well, s- sometimes you can. And it's yes, on that's Steam. Right. There are guns. Shit. It's <laughs> on Steam, and you can play it on Mac. Oh my god, fantastic! I like yeah. it. Okay, I'd like to see. I would love to I'll see this it shit on. It, it seems almost made for iPad, doesn't it? Like all of its. It does all of sound its, like it? Yeah. Is the screen large enough on an iPad for all the paperwork? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Should be. Uh, yeah, and you could like dress up in a uniform and pretend that you're like the guy. Or you could connect it in Bluetooth to your iPhone and then have that be like one of the windows. Wouldn't that be oh tight? That's that a tech feature. Well, that was um, sort of a downer, but also kind of interesting, uh, which is, uh, offers a nice segue to my game. Uh, we were discussing earlier how iOS and mobile games have been sort of a tough space to live in for the last year or so because they've been inundated by uh, city builders, free-to-play puzzle games like Candy Crush and, like, sort of depressing. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, Justin, you actually asked me for, like, a twitchy, super hexagon-esque game, and I didn't really have an answer for you because it had been so long since one of those had come out that I really liked. Um, One has come out that I really like. The wait is over. The wait is over. Uh, this would be my uh, the best uh, reason why there's still hope for mobile games. Uh, and it is Nightmare Tower. Um, it is spelled K-N and then, you know, the rest of it, Nightmare Tower, uh, like a knight. And essentially you Do they know are... that they spelled the name of the game wrong? Have you emailed them to be like, hey, you did K there? I hit them up on Twitter. Uh, they seem cool with it, but I don't know. They're probably I just was... embarrassed. Yeah, I think probably. Is it also um, possible that it is the correct name and it, it's a mare that also happens to be a knight? Like a young a young There's horse. no horses in this game. Hey Russ, hmm. does this have anything to do with the game Nightmare Creatures? I don't know that game. Maybe. Does it have anything to do with Knight Rider? No, that's spelled. Does it have anything to do with Towerfall or actual towers, like the structures? Yes, it has to do with the tower. One time I ran the I rode the Tower of Terror at Disney World and I got diarrhea. <laughs> One time there was this guy in a hole. And the guy was like, give me money. And Chris somebody Plant, was like, okay, Watch what? West Wing before you make any West Wing jokes. Oh, wait, that's a West Punk. Wing story? I, I don't think that, like, physics will let someone run forever. Can we talk about that? Okay, well, that's good because you're not doing any running in this game. 
What? Well, talk about the fucking game so I can keep interrupting you. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you're a knight, and you've got a rocket. And the game starts with you. You're a rocket uh, knight? Come on now. <laughs> I don't the like the way start- anybody does it. <laughs> the game starts with you launching yourself from the bottom of the tower up using sort of a pinball-y a timer mechanic. And um, so, you're, so you're zooming your way up this tower. And you're floating, you're flying straight up, and monsters are appearing below you. And the idea is you are just tapping the screen to dash down, slash a monster, and that bounces you straight up again, and you'll gain more speed every time you kill a monster. Um, And the idea is to keep your momentum up, um, staying ahead of an oncoming wall of lava, which is rising below you. Um, So what's cool about this is... First of all, it's not a free-to-play game. I think it's three dollars for the Universal uh, app, and because why that's a good thing is because a lot of games like this would essentially, you know, free-to-play the game play to death, which is to say, well, they charge you for upgrades and stuff like that. In this, you're earning money based on how far you go, but also uh, monsters will drop money, and that money you can use to upgrade the damage that you do. So monsters that originally took three hits now only take one. Uh, you'll increase your speed, you'll increase um, these like potions that you can pick up, and you're constantly getting higher and higher up the tower. Um, eventually, you'll get to the top of the tower where there's a boss. Uh, I know a lot, of, a lot of the people on this podcast take issue with games like even um, Jetpack Joyride, because essentially uh, you sort of have to like sink in a ton of time before you can be really good. In this, that time is really rewarding because you're constantly feeling more and more powerful until you get to this maximum point where you beat the final boss and then it unlocks a survival mode where you are literally trying to last forever using all the skills that you've unlocked throughout the game. Um, does that make any sense at all? You guys are very quiet. It, I'm just listening because I've, I've played. I got so, so deeply into this game that it's I, tremendous. Have, I have done... I did all the trophies in yep. the regular mode. I did all the trophies in the survival mode. I only stopped playing it because I literally just had nothing. Yeah. I had nothing left to do. I, it was, it was, I would say, deeply engrossing, says Polygon.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, I think they did an amazing job, not only with um, just, like, the concept of the game, which does feel unique. It sort of, bl- it sort of feels like a little bit punch questy. In the sense that it's a game, it's not like a casual, mindless, like people that play games would enjoy it. Um, but they also have like this art style that's kind of like Mad Magazine-y. It's like very outlandish. And there's just a lot of like enjoyment, and, like a lot of satisfaction in every moment that you're playing. It, uh, it reminds me of a, uh, uh, it's similar to a game called Christmas Santa Flight. You know this if you know that game. I I'm not it. aware of it. No, I play it every holiday uh, season, and I very much enjoy it because there are X number of upgrades, and if you, you know, the the more you play, the more you can uh, earn, and there is a limit. So at the end of it, you are done, and you have unlocked everything. And that, mm-hmm. I I find that very gratifying as a gameplay experience. And I know that's pretty rote. I mean, I know that that's not like. That's kind of dopamine 101, but uh, it, it it works for me. Yeah, I mean, it is very obvious why you're getting, you know, that scaling up, why that's so enjoyable. But I like the fact that even when you've maxed up, maxed it out and you 
bought everything, there's still something to do to keep you coming back uh, in that survival mode. It did feel like an inverse of um, Ridiculous Fishing because it uses uh, motion control for moving your guy around, but the motion control is like super tight and accurate. And, uh, you know, it ends with that survival e mode in Ridiculous Fishing as well with the Maelstrom. It's just damn, damn good. I, I really, it is one of the best uh, mobile games, probably my favorite mobile game of the year so far. Um, wow. And it's, also on, it's also on Ouya, uh, if you've got one of those. And um, strongly, strongly recommend. I would also recommend if you have an iPad, I think it's more enjoyable. I've been playing on both the iPad and the iPhone. Uh, I think it's more enjoyable on the iPad because you have a better sense of like space and like accuracy and stuff, but it's good on iPhone too. That's all I had to say about that. Who, um... Listen, I'm not going to be on next week's episode because I'm going to be in Germany. Okay. Um, so why don't you guys give me this one and I'll just kind of coast on it for the next you know, week. And then yeah. when I get back, like, it can be another fair fight. You know what's good Tokyo. about... You know what's good about this podcast? What's is that? It sort of brings to light a bunch of things that maybe we weren't aware of before. Almost like... It's like a day dedicated to like making certain things you thought were unimportant way more important, like a big block of cheese day. Okay, uh, I'm going to declare Rust. We're not going to have a winner this week. We're going to have one loser. And it's Rust Rushdick. Are you like just now watching West Wing? Is this is it? Hey guys, no. I got some. I got some really great. Um, I got some really. I got some really great married with children goofs that I want to bounce off you guys. You went to the same place my head was going. Weird. That's he flushes. Crazy. It's really funny. Al Bundy, man. Flushes that toilet. So, okay, uh, end it. how about the end of this episode? <laughs> yeah. End it. Who won? Did anybody win? I feel like nobody could I win. I won. I don't even remember what you brought. Actually, plant. I think Griffin won just because I'm really worried about him. I'm worried about him getting on that plane and him thinking, like, Right, like if I don't if I don't get it, like I'm gonna have a hard time getting to sleep on the plane, and then I'm gonna get sure. to Germany. I'm gonna be grumpy. Yeah. Um, well, good thing that Germany is such a happy place. So you have never been. You can't. You I don't have even, been. You've never been in your life. I His went last to Leipzig. Name is Frustick. It's true. It means breakfast. Hi, I'm Russ. Breakfast. <laughs> uh, thank you so much again for listening to our program. If you want more uh, video game stuff. Go to Polygon.com or YouTube or something. Just type Polygon and hit return. See where it goes. Uh, We're here every Friday to bring you the latest and greatest. So we hope you'll join us again next Friday for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best things? Besties!